Hi, I'm Nicole Riley. Welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 4, Cultivating Uplifting Spaces. Today we will also look at Wellness Practice of the Week, What is Making This Week Good, and a Mindfulness Meditation. Let's jump in. In my denomination, we often move in July. July 1st is the new conference year, and if you move this year, like I did, you know all about it. We move from one office at the church to another, and from one house or apartment to another. Summer seems to be the time when no one can find anything, and unpacking boxes fills any free time you've got. My move was different this year. After four years of serving an amazing local church, I moved back to my family home full-time to live and to work, setting up a coaching business and a social media business. It's a big change for me. So, as I record this, I've just finished moving out of my church office and from the tiny house that I've lived in for a while. Now I've got a whole bunch of bags at my house and in my home office. Now, my house, my family home, is 60 miles from my church. And so for the last four years, I've lived in two places, one by my church and one with my husband. It hasn't been ideal, but it's been totally workable. And it's kind of fun too, especially living in the whole tiny house thing. When I decided to move home this year, the conference called me and asked if they could schedule my move. And I thought, you know, I have an office and I have a tiny house. I think I can mostly do this. I did move myself in, so I figured I could move myself out. The big difference was that I had a different car when I did all of this originally. And now I'm driving a Mini Cooper convertible. But you'd be surprised, a Mini Cooper can take home more than you might think. So every week I take home five to seven grocery bags filled with things from the office or things from the tiny house. And then on Sundays when my husband was up at church with me, he'd take a carload home too. With uh, this schedule, I was able to move out of my office by June 19th and out of the tiny house by June 26th. I have loved living in my tiny house. We've called it the cozy, magical cottage. It's about 200 to 250 square feet. It's one room. It has a a bed in it. And it also has like a closet-sized kitchen and then a small bathroom. It's actually located behind a bigger house where the landlords live. The only furniture in it that was mine was a table and a chair, and so it was pretty easy to move out. I have loved living in a tiny house. The only thing I wasn't loving was the tiny shower. (laughs) Otherwise, my kitchen, which consists of a small refrigerator and microwave and a curric and my bedroom, which has a full-size bed and a table and a nightstand and a chair, has been just kind of perfect. Bonus is that there are chickens right outside, and so in the mid-morning, I'd hear all their chickeny noises. So all of this moving 
and living in two places and my interest in tiny houses and affordable furnishings and livings has enabled me to think even more about how important a good office and a home truly is to our wellness. I've actually lived in a lot of spaces. Um, I grew up with a dad who was in sales and so we moved quite a bit when I was young. And then once I got married, between my training and my husband's training, we moved around a lot. And there's been spaces I've lived in that have felt just like home. And there's been other places I've lived that have felt nothing like I belong there. In those times when I've lived in a place that felt like home, I know it had a great impact on my wellness. It enabled me uh, to focus more. It gave me life, uh, even some joy. And as someone who's watched her share of home improvement shows, I know having a functional, beautiful space that reflects me matters. So let's think about this in terms of clergy wellness, and we'll focus today on our office spaces. So what do you think about your office space? And think about what you love about it. Is it that concert poster from Bonnie Vare at the Santa Barbara Bowl? Or is it that chair that you've dragged with you to every church you've ever served? Or is it the photo that sits on your desk of your family from a summer vacation? Fabulous. How could you love the space more? What simple things could help you cultivate a more nurturing and uplifting space? I'm not talking about a lot of work or a lot of money. I'm talking about really just creating a space you feel good in and one that you enjoy. Here are some of my current favorite ideas about this. First, think, what can I dump? (laughs) I have always had a pile of papers that either are notes from meetings or finance stuff or articles I want to read and they sit in a big pile and I think I'm going to get to those someday. I want to encourage you this summer to dump them. Notes from a meeting, throw them away. Worried you'll miss something? Well, take a photo with your phone just in case, but believe me, you'll probably never need them. We often hold on to notes But too often, I find I cannot even understand what I wrote down when I review them a couple weeks later. So one of the things I've started doing is when I'm in a meeting, I have my OmniFocus program open. This is just a program I use to keep track of tasks. And so if during the meeting, uh, somebody says something and I recognize I have to do something or I have to respond in a way, I'll put it in that program. That way, at the end of the week, I'll see those notes and know where to plug them in my next week. Second, what can you donate? My library accepts book donations on the last Saturday of the month. So I start a bag each month and it almost always fills up. This year, I've even started to include books I bought to read because I felt like I should read them. But let's just say I'm pretty sure I'll never get there. I also have a bag for knickknacks, things that I don't need anymore 
little things around the house, including clothing. When that all gets full, I take that to Goodwill. My calendar is filled with fun things this summer, but I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to this year is getting a dumpster so that I can offload some of the things I have just carried with me from house to house. You know, I have felt like there's, you know, notes from a Bible study I taught or this or that, you know, that I've just had books and resources and all of those will go away this year. Think about what can you donate? What can you offload? Number three, get an office refrigerator. This is the first appointment I've had where I decided to invest in a little office refrigerator. Mine is full of drinks that I like and having something cold just makes things better. It's nice to be in a meeting and think after I finish this meeting, I can have something I'd like to drink. I also keep snacks like yogurt and nuts in there. Just makes things better. It may sound silly, but it brings a smile to my face to have an occasional Diet Coke or sparkling water. I also really love having a whole bunch of those pre-made sugar-free jellos and a can of whip topping. Because why not? So, get an office refrigerator. Number four, get whatever you need to make your favorite coffee or tea and have it in your office. Sure. You can walk down the hall or to the kitchen for coffee and tea, but it's so great to have it always ready and close. I am a big tea drinker, and I will have three or four kinds on hand at all times so I can make a cup after lunch and take a deep breath before I dive back in. I have found it such fun to set all this up in an attractive way. Nice cups, place to put the tea, some canisters, a teapot or two, And since I fell in love with the Great British Bake Off, I went a little overboard during COVID and decorated my drink station to look a little bit like their set design. I had cups and teapots and even about half a dozen um, pretend cupcakes just to give the whole area a little joyful look. So get whatever you need to make your favorite coffee or tea in your office. Number five, have two places to sit. Even in my tiny house, I had two places to sit. Sometimes just having choices and taking them breaks up the day. And nowhere does it say that the second place cannot be at the local coffee shop down the road. I have had, in most of my churches, a recliner. And I found that it was a great place to relax after lunch or before a night meeting When I got rid of that chair because I'd carried it around too much with me over the years and it was worn, I really missed it. I didn't want to buy another chair that would cost money, so I ended up looking for something that would do the job but would be much cheaper. And I found on Amazon what's called a zero-gravity chair. Mine was $60. It's folding. And it is such a great place just to put your feet up for a little break during the day. So have at least two places to sit. Number six, get inspired. Check out Pinterest or Instagram for office spaces. I looked a couple years ago and I saw that one of the things that was trending was taking all your books and organizing them by color. I don't know if that's something I would ever consider, but something new to think about. 
Amazon actually has a great place on their website for small spaces or office spaces, and they show you different inspirational opportunities there. So no matter how big or small your office is, there's ways to get inspired and think what you might do. Get something alive in your office. So this is number seven. I mean, I love having flowers in my office, but that takes time and energy and I don't always get there. So one of the things that I have started doing is I will take my scissors out of my office and go look around on the church campus for what I might cut. There are several trees that we have at the church that have branches that will grow out really low that the gardeners would normally just take off. And so I will cut those and put those in a vase in my office. And they really add a little bit of something and just look wonderful and cost absolutely nothing. Plants are great too. If you have patience for a plant, there's a lot that are low maintenance. I know I had this one plant for about 15 years. And the only time I ever watered it, watered it was with um, old coffee from coffee cups in my office. It eventually died, which I guess was bound to happen. But think about what a live thing can you put in your office? It really makes it a little bit nicer. Number eight, set your space up to support you. I always have in my office a couple meals because it's not uncommon to get going so much that you forget to eat or you don't have time to eat. So I keep some um, bars, meal bars, and also some meat sticks, and then some shelf-stable food. That's hard to say. Shelf-stable food. Of course, it's much better if you can get away, go out and have something, but have some food that's there so it supports you. I also am a great lover of essential oils for my office to help me just kind of slow down and take a deep breath. So get a diffuser, and I recommend eucalyptus and lavender. So think about it. What would help you like your office space more? A fan? A nice pillow? A speaker to play music? An extra cord for your computer so you don't have to carry it back and forth? Do it. Treat yourself this summer. Life is too short not to. Your office space matters because you matter. So stop toughing it out. Stop making do. And as for the time it takes, it will pay off. So take that 10 minutes and make just one step toward having your office be a little more enjoyable. This leads us to our wellness practice of the week. This is the section of the show where I share something we can do to feel better. This week, I want to invite you to notice how comfortable you are at your office. When you sit in your office chair, does it fit you or does it fit the last pastor? Do you need a different chair or maybe no chair at all? Do you want a treadmill or a standing desk? Sometimes as clergy, we settle for what's left over. 
and we find it's like getting hand-me-downs from an older sibling. If your back hurts or you're slouching a lot, ask if you need a new working setup. Of course, in today's world, maybe a desk isn't your thing and you just like to work in a chair with a coffee table in front of you to spread things out. That's great. Just notice what fits your body and lets you work without bringing more stress to your shoulders and your back. So be good to you this week and assess your office setup for comfort and support. What's making this week good? This section of the podcast is for me to share something that's improving my life with the hope that it would help you look for the little good things in your life. What's making this week good for me is getting rid of stuff and donating things. Over the past 10 years, so hear that, this is not something that happened overnight. It has taken a ton of time for me to go from 10 bookshelves to seven bookshelves to five bookshelves to two bookshelves. I have had to let go of so many books that I thought I would read or even wanted to read, but recognized I hadn't done so, and so chances were good it wasn't going to happen. I also had to let go of a lot of books that I loved, books that were great and an important part of my ministry. I love books, and it has been a long process to learn to be okay with letting things go. Not too long ago, I took eight bags of books to the local library. It felt sad, but it also made my life good. This week, I'm 100% moved out of the cozy, magical cottage, a.k.a. the tiny house, and my church office, and I'm sitting in the midst of about 40 bags of stuff. Each day, I plan to unpack three bags, and I am all ready to donate more things, including mugs and books and notebooks and office supplies. Today, it seems like a lot as I look at it. But I know it's doable because my plan is to take my time. So, what's making your week good? Mindfulness Meditation Take a moment to take a deep breath in. Whether you're driving or listening on a walk, Just be for a moment. Breathe, relax, and be present. And remember who you are. You are God's beloved. Now remember in whose image you were created. You were created in the image and likeness of God. As I read these words, from Exodus 15:2 I invite you to listen, to breathe them in, and to let them settle deep within you, giving you life and hope. Exodus chapter 15 verse 2 The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has become my salvation. <laughs> 
This is my God, and I will praise God, my parents' God, and I will exalt God. Exodus 15, 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise my God, my parents' God, and I will exalt the Lord. Remember these words, and this week, may they ground you and give you life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and to share this within your clergy networks. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Nicole Riley Coaching, where I post inspirational messages to keep you grounded throughout your week. Find out how to work with me for clergy coaching, life coaching, and social media management at NicoleRiley.com. I also invite you to check out my book, Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry at Amazon. Today, my friends, I invite you to make the most important choice you can make, and that is to embrace a life of wellness. See you next week.